Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Digital Masters Podcast. Today I have on Jared Robin. He is the co-founder of Rev Genius, and we're going to be talking about how to build community. He's built his community up to over 11,000 people. We're going to be talking about some of the tactical things, but really more some of the philosophical things that you need to do to be a community organizer and really build a robust community. So let's get into it. Hey, what's going on, Jared? I appreciate you being on the show today. How's it going? It's going well. How are you? I'm doing great. I appreciate you accommodating me uh, on the and coming on the show. It's a huge honor to have you on here. I I've been watching uh, Rev Genius for a while, actually. Uh, actually, before I knew you, which I think is a testament to what you guys have uh, ha- what you guys have built. <laughs> and then uh, and then I came across you uh, through a LinkedIn post, and I, I you, you mentioned something, and I looked you up. And I said, Oh wow, that's the, the co-founder of uh, Rev Genius. That's pretty cool. Um, but even beyond that, like what really kind of like made you stand out to me was a lot of the content that you push out on LinkedIn. It's very like, uh, and you did one just recently about you, you're really kind of like protecting people on where they are. Um, a lot of there's a lot of negativity on LinkedIn in terms of like, you know, bashing people that do direct messaging and all this kind of stuff. And you're just like, hey, let leave people alone. They are trying to do their best. Um, and so that really stood out to me. I agree with you. I've probably stepped over the line a couple of times, but um, I think that's really cool. And I just kind of curious where that kind of protective nature comes from. Yeah, I, I've been in sales for 15 years, so I've seen it all. I've been the beginner many times, whether it's just a beginner seller or, or transitioning to software as a service. You know, so two times where I was out of it and, and, and I've been, later stage with experience screwing up things are hard enough for sellers as they are today it's harder to get into a door and get a meeting than it ever has been because of a few reasons right like there there, there's more products out there to sell there's more people selling and and there's more numbness to it so you know putting putting somebody it's enough of a downside when when somebody gets rejected and it happens to a seller all day fine that that that's rules of the road but to go above and beyond and uh and call somebody out after they already feel bad they didn't get the deal and and, right. and, and maybe there was some negativity behind the scenes shouldn't be but it happens right to do it in a public forum like come on like like we want to uplift people and, and what you'll notice on my linkedin posts and it's always been my my mo, but I I, I started writing it at, at the end of my post this year quite a bit. I I write uh, give love, uh, love love is the strongest universal currency there is. Right. So it, it, it's more than defending sellers. It's it, absolutely it's defending humans. It's um it's supporting others, right? Like yeah. like like give love and and watch what happens and. That's probably a good segue to to building community and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's that's the thing that I noticed. And I, I'll admit, like, that's something that, like, I have to kind of focus on uh, myself because, like, uh, you know, it's like it's just important that uh, that we're building each other up and not using LinkedIn as a platform to, like, put somebody else down and kind of elevate our own product or elevate what we're doing. Because a lot of time when I see that, it is kind of some way of positioning what I'm doing as the as the thing to do. So anyways, I, I thought that was, I, I figure that must be why uh, your your community is successful because you're thinking that way. But um, so 
community is hot right now. A lot of people are talking about it. A lot of people want to do it. I was actually doing a podcast earlier with uh, Chris, Chris Hughes. He's in your, in your group, actually, uh, sure. in your community. And uh, so he's building his own community. So I wanted to talk about like how you started out. Like, tell me a little bit about the beginnings, like where you were at and what sparked the idea for you to build Rev Genius. Yeah, so Gail and my co-founder and I, last year, I was out of work first and foremost. It was probably like April, May of last year. I met Gail and we were both attending so many webinars and just learning so much. She, she had a job, I didn't. And eventually we had a conversation and, and the entrepreneurial juices flowed. Um, we had an idea to create essentially a centralized aggregation of all the events that were happening out there. Like we saw so many webinars at the beginning, whether you were a company, a LinkedIn influencer, a sales trainer, a community, et cetera, everybody was coming out like a hundred different lanes and you see it now too. Right. Yeah. We're like, wow, this, this is a lot. Like, is there a centralized platform where we could put all this on and what does that look like? And, we came to the conclusion it was probably like event bright for sales and marketing for, you know, trying, trying to draw like a reference and we're like, that'd be cool. Like if we just had a single place, all right, how, how do we build it? I, I had a, a technical person that would help build our MVP. Fortunately for us, he kind of, <laughs> I don't want to say disappeared, but, but his bandwidth dried up quite a bit and, and, and he couldn't do it. So, like, okay, we got to keep going because this idea, like, there's just something about it. It feels really good. So, like, why don't we just – I remember Galem uh, took the lead on coming up with, like, the event countdown for the week. Like, every week we just put, like, all the well, – we determined were the curated best events and sales to start and we we're going to add marketing to a Google Sheet. Like, okay, how do we distribute this? How do we let people know what's out there? And uh, – at this point, we were doing like the personal branding thing, right when it was getting to the. It's been going for a few years, but like right, right. the most recent big push of it, sure. and we developed some friends along the way, right? Because we saw who was here and talking and stuff, and we're just like, "Hey, hi, I'm I'm Jared, I'm Galen," and found out other people were pretty friendly too, and and we built um this LinkedIn messaging group. And we're like, Oh, by the way, we have this list of events happening. Like, like we had 38 people in there and we were breaking the app. We were supporting each other uh, every which way, having conversations showing like, Hey, here's the link. And then we came up with the name Rev Genius at that point. So we got to name this. And uh, I remember one day we're like, Hey, you all mind if we change the title of this messaging thread to Rev Genius? Everybody's like, "Oh, what is that?" Or like, "Oh, well, actually, Galen and myself, uh, we're planning uh, this company, and, and this is what it is, and we want all be part of it." And everyone's like, "Yeah, cool, whatever." Like, we're all homies. That's cool. And uh, <laughs> and then eventually they asked us to they the the other people in the group asked us to go to Slack, and I'm like, at this point, I'm like, okay, let's take 48 hours. We realized that the power was in the community not necessarily in that list. Like right. we, we don't need that. Let's, let's build a Slack group. Let's look at the landscape. We're like the community landscape. It wasn't originally our thought, but like it came to us. Um, what isn't there there? What isn't like saturated um, that we're hyper aligned with? And, and, you know, we figured out having an open accessible 
platform for, for everybody. Um, big on diversity, equity, inclusion, um, and having a no cost way to get in. We're critical for us to have diversity of thought, the most uh, people able to access there. And, and then also we're like, okay, we also need to have um, this this level of empathy going throughout, um, understanding that sometimes people's workplaces aren't great, et cetera. Like let's foster them too. Let, let's be the place where people feel comfortable going. Let's be the place where people learn, where people meet each other, et cetera. And then we just started adding people to the mix and um, it was pretty organic. It was pretty organic. Pretty organic is right. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like you, like you had a you had an idea, but like it was validated just by like bringing a few people together, and it was just (laughs) yeah, but just came together. By the time I I remember, I, I forget what number we were at, where I knew like it had legs. Definitely a thousand. At a thousand, we're like, yeah, but it might have been even before that. We're we're like the yeah, number man, was low, but like we felt it at thirty five hundred. We're like, yeah, and I I remember we we're bringing on like two thousand people a month, wow, and organically unpaid, and and still yeah, to this awesome. day we 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 don't pay for for marketing. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and you touched on a couple of different things that I was going to hit on throughout this uh, mm-hmm. the interview, but like. So I'll just start at one. It's like you, you brought up a technical co-founder. Like when I think about community nowadays, it doesn't seem like you need like there's so many platforms out there. Like what were you what were you trying to build on a technical? Uh, so we, we, so I mean, we, we just wanted to build like a WordPress MVP um, and, and have like a ticketing system. Originally, we, we, we pivoted from that or a slight pivot and, and built community. Got it. Cool. And then, and then you also mentioned like the free versus paid, like that was like you, you had the empathy to, or the, the awareness to, to realize that for what you guys were doing and what you guys wanted to do, that the, uh, the free model was the, was the way to do it. Yeah. And and regardless, if it was the only way to do it, we had to have a free option and, and uh, because, you know, to be completely open and accessible, there needs to be it needs to be as easy to access with as limited barriers as possible and 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 no cost for the members of that and and we're like okay we'll figure out what that looks like down the road um we'll talk to sponsors it seems to be a popular monetization strategy uh to to, to get money in the door if needed yeah by the way i know the the motion guys they're they're doing your podcast right they uh they came on my podcast too. They're really cool guys. I've learned a lot from those guys. Super um, strong. Yeah. Yeah. Totally cool. Um, so then what made you pick like Slack over, I know this, some of these questions sound kind of mundane, but like what made you yep. pick Slack over something like Facebook or some of the, the million other platforms you could pick? Our members told us to go to Slack. Always yeah. listen to your members. Yeah. That's a good point. Well, it's, it's good that you had like that initial, like some people are starting from scratch. I think they put a lot of extra, they put a lot of thought into things before they even get things going, uh, which, which I think oh. keeps people from moving forward. But like, it's cool. You have that group of people to bounce ideas off of. Yeah. People come up with these master plans and, and, and all the plans don't go as planned. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, a really good takeaway here is I've spoken to so many people, what platform's the best? What's this or that? 
Um, we, we could go into details. Frankly, community, you know, a platform enables communication. A community lives outside of platforms. That's why when right. Clubhouse pops up, a, a new platform to encourage communities, you have Patreon being used quite a bit from some sales leaders, trainers, et cetera, and marketing folks as well. Other platforms will come and go. And, and we could say Slack, Discord, um, Facebook groups, et cetera. Some are social, some are, are, are separated from that. Community is family. Community isn't a platform. If Slack got gobbled up by Salesforce, which it did, and it shut down tomorrow, which it won't, um, where would people go? Well, we'd figure it out, but people would still have that connection with each other and the brand, and, and we'd figure that out. Community lives above and beyond platforms. Now, listen, if you have 11,000 people like we do and you replatform, some people might not come along for the ride. Um, so to speak, but yeah. So, uh, Slack was obvious. Our people just said, sure. And, and, and there's so many others there that are good as well. Uh, but you have to think, listen to your members, start really, really small. You don't even need a platform to start, start on WhatsApp, right. start on right. text message. If, if you all want to share each other's stuff, I've seen stuff start on WhatsApp. It's, it's pretty good. And there's other tools as well, and then and then let the members talk to you. Uh, from a business standpoint, everybody's on Slack or Teams right now. Why do anything right. else? And, right. and we could say other platforms are better, but like you want to be where your people are as well. Yeah, you, you want to make it easy for them. Well, yeah, like what, as I'm talking to you, one of the things that like it's just like very like that. It's just like this I, this understanding of community and how it works, like. Like it, it just kind of like resonates through you. Like, was this something that you knew beforehand or did you learn, like how much of this is just na your natural thing or how much have you kind of learned through mistakes and like through growth? Yeah, thanks for asking this question. So I'd say, is it my natural thing? No, but, it, but it's been learned. Um, the last seven years that I've been in technology, some of the spots along the way and, and what helped drive community. I ran a fashion magazine and we threw quite a bit of events had a bunch of readers, you know, I, in, in my history, learned how to deal in that B2C type of interaction, right? Like we we're putting out content meant for consumers uh, with the fashion magazine, plain and simple. Learned how to write articles, develop content, build teams around that. It was not successful, but what was successful is my relationship with the people. We'd throw events, they'd read my Facebook posts, we'd have Instagram and, and all of this, and we communicated with an audience that, that were consumers, not companies, right? And companies too, that they represented. From there, a couple other stops, I got really into marketplaces, the two-sided marketplaces. We know a lot of them today. Uh, eBay is one, right? Um, and, and, and some more newer ones as well. Amazon has that, et cetera. And if you think three to five years ago, it was the cat's meow. It was really big. And and I helped, um, you know, with, in a sales leadership role in a platform where we were essentially connecting um, brands with uh, fashion folks like models, photographers, hair, makeup, stylists for, for photo shoot production. So here we have a community where we're putting, yeah, we, we have a community essentially. 
um, connecting people for the purpose of work, which which is very much like revenue jobs that we have now. And then after that, I believe my next spot it was where where I was in a I, I was leading growth for a blockchain art, uh, essentially artsy on the blockchain, where super cool um, NFTs, all of that, yeah. really into it. Uh, when when the market crashed, I got out. But it's it had quite a rebound now, and and yeah, you know, I see we, it a lot now. We, we could tangent on that. There's there's a really cool <laughs> piece of art up now that just got a hundred thousand dollar bid, and it might ten x that on that platform. It's, it's a public company, really cool. But there, I was onboarding art galleries, and we're figuring out how to bring you know the people there. So each each spot, um, the takeaway is I was working with both brands and the consumers for a couple of spots there, and with the with with the digital magazine there was a lot of just communicating with folks and then along the way i i really loved this and and so so for me it was a bit learned and i was always really really intrigued um in the media space with uh dig- digital publications that that through these like amazing events and had these cult followings like really intrigued did i did i master we're, we're on the road hopefully but like um really intrigued with giving the people something that they that they loved that they felt aligned with that they showed up for etc the the idea of figuring that out that was like the the mecca uh to me and i went to tons of you know magazine launches and events along the way and digital stuff and um in rev genius there, you know, the, out of all the opportunities that there were in, in the community, there's also an opportunity to create a movement, uh, right. a cultural movement. Like at the beginning of COVID, um, people were in despair. You know, we had pe- people's awareness was also heightened of the social issues last year that that have been oh, around, yeah. that have been around. Yeah. But people's awareness, you know, as, as a white male, um, you know heightened certainly realizing our sure. privilege and 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 really and 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 it really really being important and um you know being able to to flow that and what's going on into to a business organization which traditionally um may turn a blind eye to like the stuff that that goes out to to be honest and um right and, and, and some of the injustices in the world and in the workplace and, and to be able to open up that conversation, it, it was a prime time to do it. And, um, and, and it's always a prime time to do it, but, uh, the time that we started, we, we decided to do that as well and, and, and build this out and, and be advocates for the people and, 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 and every person, not just people that look like myself. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. That I mean, that speaks to me a lot. Um, I and I think that's what's kind of interesting about like where a lot of you could argue where a lot of businesses go in. It's like it's going to this this idea of creating a movement, creating community, um, and it seems like the more pure you can keep it, uh, the the better effect it can actually have. But um, I think what's what's interesting for me too, like just hearing you talk and, and watching people like you do this kind of thing is like, I've always been like an introvert. Um, so I've always been like, like huddled behind some like invisible screen, building stuff, putting it out there. 
And so like, I, I'm kind of like you now where it's like, one of the main reasons why I'm going out there is because like, for me, this is not, it's not natural to build a community. And so I get real excited about thinking about, okay, how am I going to learn these things? Like, how am I going to get outside of this kind of like introspective kind of uh, perspective and get out there and kind of really listen to people, pull them all together, kind of create a movement around something. Uh, it's different than yours, but, uh, but that's yeah. okay. But it's like, it's really interesting to think about that and kind of like get outside my own head. And it, that's, what's exciting for me is like, I can just see myself kind of really kind of like re like transforming like who I am by helping other people tra transform themselves and then helping other people think like, how can you be a transform? Like how can your business be a transformational force? Um, so. You, yeah. You hit the nail on the head. And, and I think, you know, thinking about it from, um, a spiritual standpoint, I think we all go through life realizing that all go through adult life realizing that work is a necessary evil for us, and to, right. you know, unless we have a, a couple liquidation events or something like that. <laughs> but the re, the reality yeah. behind it is, we're going to be working um, in our adulthood. So how can we find something that aligns with us? Uh, in the beginning, we we go through stages where we do things for money. Oops, we do things. Um, because somebody tells us to, or, or because we think something is right, and we don't really listen to ourselves and align. And, and then a lot of us are fortunate enough to have an aha moment where where we pivot our careers or, or take a step out of a current job that that's toxic, etc. A lot don't, but some do. And what I found along the way, and and, and the fashion magazine was interesting in my journey. It was the first step to, to figuring out what I wanted. Um, I did it as a side project. Uh, it was not profitable. It was uh, quite the opposite, but but it was something that I truly wanted to do, and it's entrepreneurial, which resonated with my core. And then and then you know the marketplaces were interesting, but ultimately helping others and doing right by others is amazing. And I always thought that it had to be like in a philanthropy and I, I and what's funny is I'm like I know I made it when when all I have to do all where I can spend all my time helping others and then I had this you know awakening I'm like I, I need to help others to get what I want to yeah. <laughs> like what comes first the chicken or the egg like I'll never get to that point if I'm not helping others so then you have side projects where you're helping others and then what what's awesome about communities or at least the one we're running um is it still aligned like with helping others and, and, and you want to talk about secret sauce, secret sauce is helping others. Yeah. And, yeah, and, 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 and the secret sauce with life is being aligned because people right. could read, people could read that, right? Like you're the top seller, but something's falling apart at home or something. You got this edge and, and that's why you see top sellers get fired Dude. sometimes like like if you're not aligned that's the secret sauce of life being aligned and and that's how you get this passion coming out and passion talking sales strategies this funny anecdote earlier today i'm like this person was was commenting on my passion like contagiousness i'm like yeah i i don't know what school of thought with selling i follow is it is it bant medic all of this is give the passion out. And don't get me wrong; those are all great for um, for giving some structure. 
but at the end of the day, what's made me successful is uh, is being aligned, and, and I'm more aligned now than I've been. So I think that's why you see that as a reflection of the output. And and we could all fail tomorrow, and this could all be for naught. But it feels really good right now. Yeah, no, I, dude, that's awesome, man. And I I I, I can re- relate a lot because like, so uh, I I grew a company before, and I ended up selling it, but like that, it's uh, but. It is, but when I look back on it, there was like so, I was going through a lot of turmoil, uh, turmoil, like with that. It was I wasn't fully aligned, um, and then after I sold it, um, like my ego kind of like locked me into who I was with that company, mm-hmm. uh, and so it's interesting to like, like you, you have something and then it's gone, and then your ego kind of attaches you, like it says, "Well, I did that for a long time. I gotta keep doing that," and. Uh, I, I had to go through this interesting process where I kind of like realized that wasn't the thing that was very aligned for what I wanted to do ultimately. Um, and I, I've, I kind of stumbled around, but pulling in all the things that I really love to do. I loved, I loved, you know, media. I loved uh, helping other entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and uh, through just like wiggling around almost like, like a, like a fish out of water, like started pulling these things together. And now I find myself here really trying to help a bunch of people pulling in, like being uncomfortable all the time, like getting on camera, doing interviews and uh, finding myself in a similar spot. Like I still have a long way to go. Like I'm only at like the, I'm I'm at that, but I feel like I'm at that spot where I'm like blowing like the, the fire trying to get it going. Like, but, um, but just hearing you talk about it, man, it's like, it really kind of like, and so that's why I'm always encouraging people. It's like, it's not necessarily follow your dreams, but I guess there is an element of that, but like really trying to get people to, uh, to align all these different things and, and be willing to kind of be uncomfortable and go for it. And, uh, it sounds like you want to say something. What, what were you yeah, no, about? I was going to say, show up for yourself, right? Yeah. And keep yeah. showing up and, uh, nobody else is going to, you might as well. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. It, I'll, I'll say though, like it, well, it's, it's two things like this last year has been like scary, but also just like the wildest ride. So much fun. Like me and I go to bed with my wife and I'm just like, man, this has been the craziest, like scariest fun year that I've ever lived. And I just want like, cause that, but that that's life, right? Like it's not going to all be uh, good. Uh, it's well, not going to all be bad though. So it's like, but going through that process and learning to enjoy that journey, I think is like, uh, is is I don't know, man. It's just it's really cool. I mean, for for myself, I was jobless a little before COVID. Unemployment. I, I live in New York. I, I I don't have a boatload of money saved uh, for rent or anything like that. And I went probably like eight weeks or more without the unemployment checks. And like there were so many people going at the same time, like to connect the dots, like wasn't happening. And then you call. And it just wasn't happening. So like, and then interviews dried up, like where there were interviews right before COVID, because I, I, I got let go maybe a month or less before the pandemic, really. And um, so I felt down and out. I felt, I felt hopeless. And the one thing I made sure to keep in my thought process with that is with every extreme time in society, there's opportunity. Right. Um, 
the companies that have came out through the recession and through other events have been crazy. I think Slack started during the recession, right? And, um, you know, the audience could check me on that, but I'm pretty sure they're one of many. And I'm like, okay, what is there now? What is there now? What is there now? And, um, and that thought process helped lead me to Rev Genius with Galen. That's awesome. Yeah, I had that same thought too. I was like, it's recession right now. I was like, this is the perfect time because I, I basically switched careers after 20 or 25 years, just like, I mean, not just like you, but like at COVID. And I was thinking that like, this is the perfect time to, to seize the opportunity. Well, this is awesome, man. There's, oh, do you want to, do you have to finish? No, the it, it, it is, but uh, it, it all depends on your financial situation, uh, the true. health of others. So, depending on how the chips are stacked, uh, no pun intended, like, yeah. So, um, it, it, it could literally feel like the, the perfect time or it could feel like the worst time. And, you know, we could go off a tangent on like mental health and stuff, but, um, the, the takeaway is no matter how good or bad a time it is, try your absolute hardest to remain level because there are opportunities. Yeah. Uh, and you brought up a good point. Like you, that's a good point in terms of like what is your like financial situation that's you can't discount that well um i feel like after talking about something like deep like that like some of these other questions feel like no please ask them but but like yeah at the early stages of your of of building out content for rev genius like at those early stages what were some of the like the like the best content and programming that you could put together that that really kind of drove the engagement and the interaction between people people just meeting other people that's really. it were, yeah were you guys were you were you creating content or was it really just that networking feel of, of... every everyone was homies we we had all the homies in in rev genius and we still do we have eleven thousand of them and people just realizing you know geez the, the, you don't have to be so formal um be formal be tasteful tactful but like we're, we're, we're all in this together and, and trying to facilitate, uh, or yeah, trying to facilitate that type of vibe. And, um, yes, just like that, just so, like that. So and, uh, and allow the members to, to have input always and listen. Yeah. Yeah. It's deep. Um, and then like, w w did you come up with some ways to encourage the, the members to spread the word or was that kind of just all organic too, or did you have some, some, some purpose behind that? we're probably doing more now than we did in the beginning. It was just, you, you have a product that solves a need. All right. I, I see dozens of communities coming up every month that are just me too, so to speak, like, you know, doing the same thing. And, um, right. and you have leaders of them sometimes uh, that don't commit the effort and energy needed. So it's going to fall off it's going to fall off and, and they don't have the teams. Now I've seen some great ones along with ours that, that do, and, and, and it's night and day. So the ones that invest, that, that, that have leaders or, or teams that invest in the community, the community will speak back. The, the community will, will let you know how they feel and, uh, and let the world know if it's really fire, right? So that's it. Yeah, so it's like really having the commitment. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, not like, it's, it's not like, okay, Sandy, it's, it's Tuesday. It's, it's, it's your turn. You said you were going to post. It's nine o'clock. Everybody else get on Sandy's post. It's her turn. 
right. um, there are people that do that. Those people won't be around in here. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah. Yeah. I feel what you're saying. And it's all, it's all good information for me too. Cause like I can find myself getting lost in some of those, like those side tangents. Head yeah. down, execute. You're here for a mission. And if you're not here for a mission, do something else. If you're not mission driven today, what are you? I feel you, man. <laughs> um, and uh, so like, well, let's see, one thing I was thinking about here. Um, but yeah, have a burning so passion with, with it. And, and others will feel your passion, especially if you're you're creating something that lacked in your space lacked yeah. in your world that you wish you had if you do that oh that's the powerful stuff you know when i when i talk about thought leadership a lot of the time i i do talk a lot about that because like when people think about thought leadership it they often think they have to have their own original ideas but one of the things i encourage people to think about is like what's working really well in an industry that that knows this thing very well and they're thriving with it take that thing and move it to a different community where they haven't really been exposed to that one thing and uh, where there's like a vacuum of that thing that's very successful. And all of a sudden it's like, it seems like it's, it's rocket science, but it's really been something that's been well tested in another market. And it just, this one, this one group of people have never been exposed to it. If you teach them that thing, show them where it could go to, then you create that bridge for, for that movement. Yeah, and, and do a community in a space that you know. Like I, I've spoken right. to people, as you can imagine, I've spoken to people of all sorts along the way. Like, oh, I found that there's a gap in this space. I'm like, do you know that space? Yeah, I'm starting to, like veterinarians and wherever. I'm like, are you a veterinarian? Are you – I want to sell to veterinarians. Stop now. Like – I mean, don't stop. I don't want to discourage anybody. No, don't I know what stop. You mean, uh, keep going. There's always a chance. There's always a keep chance going. that could work. It's just, it's just you're fighting a river. I know what you're, I know what you're getting at. Keep, and keep, that, keep going. You, you, keep going. <laughs> By all means. There are, there are, there are the few types that could, could uh, navigate that, but it, it's going to be hard. Um, and, and it's the same for me. It's like I came from a professional, uh, professional services. Like, that's that's what I've been my whole life. Sure. Uh, and so, so those are the people. That I'm uh, that I'm trying to help. Well, cool, man. This has been awesome. So I know we've we've talked a little bit about it, well, a lot about it, but like maybe just tell a little people, uh, tell the people like wh what you're doing, yeah. the best way they can get a hold of you, the best way they can get a hold of the uh, join the community, and um, yeah, absolutely. And and I want to learn more about what you're doing and, and give my two cents because you know I, I appreciate you so much. Um, oh, thanks, man. RevGenius, RevGenius.com is our website. You can join the community there. Top right corner or anything that says join now or sign up will get you there. <laughs> There's no cost. We have 11,000 members uh, as of this week. Sales, marketing, RevOps, revenue professionals, all levels from SDR to CRO, even founders that have that, that need help selling, you know, the, 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 the sales founders. And our mission is to educate, empower, and inspire revenue professionals, all types of revenue professionals. We have awesome programming. Everyone's here to help you level up, whether it's a new job, a new uh, promotion, a new skill set, a new connection. We just launched uh, RevGenius Jobs, jobs.revgenius.com as well, if you're looking. And the niche is we're doing community-driven everything, like community-driven jobs. We're getting people 
five jobs a week almost like like placing um i think it's two in the last week so we're here to help you we're not here to to do anything other than help and that's us you can follow us on linkedin too rep genius yeah yeah yeah, you're, you're active on there you got some great stuff coming out well, I appreciate it, man. I'm uh, I'm following you. I've I've learned a lot. I uh, hope to continue our relationship. See if there's other ways we can help each other out in the future. But uh, thanks so much for spending the time on here. I'm here for it. I'm here to give. And and anybody who's listening, uh, I'm accessible. Jared at RevGenius.com. J-A-R-E-D. I so even saw that you. I even saw that people can schedule a call right from your email. That always oh damn! Something. It, 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 if I respond, <laughs> they can. <laughs> All right, cool. Man. But uh, but 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 if if you have tact and you need something, I'm 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 here to give advice. Cool man. Thanks again for being on. Thank you for having me. Have an awesome uh, day.